0: And welcome to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. Uh, today we want to return to an episode uh, to a series we've we've done before. Um, this is kind of a follow this is a third in a series following up from the um, <laughs> yeah. episode.
1: We're actually return- now getting on to quite a few episodes. Of yeah, this. <laughs>
0: this, that's, that's why this is no longer a follow-up. This is a series, apparently. <laughs> um, but our, our patron Zach uh, at, on Twitter at Zach underscore schwap. I believe is how you would pronounce that. Mm -hmm. Um, Asked us to do an episode about the color pie philosophy of sauces. Um, We followed that up with just talking about some of Hobbes and my favorite foods to cook and kind of where they fit in the color pie philosophy. And today I want to follow that again with an episode that was um, jokingly, episode idea that was jokingly given to me by uh, my friend Reinhardt, who was on our sci-fi episode. When I told him a few weeks ago that I was going to go record and he had to come up with an idea. And he's like, oh, are you guys going to talk about pie? And I'm like, you know, that's a good idea. So today we're talking about the color pie of pie. <laughs> <laughs> this is like as meta as we can get. It's yes. the color pie of pies. Exactly. Yeah. So I will. Uh, let's do our introductions. And then I have a burning inquiry for us. Uh, I'm Alex Newman. My pronouns are he, him. And I am found on Twitter at Mel underscore chronicler.
1: And I am HobbsQ, uh, pronouns he, him, and I can be found on Twitter at HobbsQ, um, and also just at the Goblin Lore Podcast. I did real quick, too, before we get into the burning inquiry, one to uh, remind people that if you listen to the Psychographics episode from last week, we do have a giveaway that we did with at Harmless Offer. Uh, all you have to do is go respond to the tweet from last week's episode and follow both us and Harmless, Harmless Offer, and you have a chance of winning a full Goblin EDH deck. Uh, and we also wanted to throw out a word to our sponsor, um, Grinding Coffee Company. So they are a black loaned LGBT run uh, coffee roaster that you can find online and they support gamers. Uh, and we, if you go to our um, Twitter account, you can see that there's a code that you can use or a link and you get a 15, 13% off of your coffee order. I actually just ordered a bourbon coffee that I'm going to use to turn into ice cream. And um, a Mexican hot chocolate or a Mexican chocolate one, which I have used previously to make ice cream with. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't shock me that we're going to be talking about food today already.
0: Yeah. Um, so, it seems natural. The, the the obvious, the low-hanging fruit, but still good question here is, you know, what, what's your favorite pie? Um, do you want to go first, Hobbs? Absolutely not. Okay. So, <laughs> definitely, my... That, this has changed over time. Um, right now, definitely my favorite pie that I have access to is a Andy's Mint Pie that the um, catering, well, they call it the cafe at work, the, the cafeteria at, at my work, um, that they will make every so often. And it is basically a French silk pie. If you take that top part that's just like cream and you turn that into like a mint mousse. Oh, it's... Yeah.
1: That sounds amazing. Um, So I struggled when I saw this question because, uh, you know, the question to my mind came to him, are we talking savory or are we talking sweet? So Mm -hmm. um, that's going to come up later, but I'm going to just go with the sweet and it's actually is French silk and specifically French silk over a chocolate cream. And I learned kind of the difference between these chocolate cream is almost more like a pudding type feeling. Um, because one of the restaurants uh, where the, the French silk is more like a, a mousse type filling. Um, and I it's because this restaurant um, that the show has talked about a lot that now no longer exists, Curran's, the family restaurant over by my house, uh, that's been like a site for GP Minneapolis. We would always take people there. We used to eat there. We re- ate there after recording casts before closed. But they would have chocolate silk or French silk and they would have chocolate cream. And I would get the chocolate cream and always be disappointed. Uh, I really prefer that kind of mousse quality more so than like a pudding filling,
0: so. All right. Well, as we have in the last with these, let's um, define some terms. So we're going to talk about the color pie. We have the five colors. Um, This episode, I think, we'll see. My theory going in is that we're not going to have a lot of single color, monocolor. I think we're going to have a lot of multicolor in some of these, but um, this is the five color color philosophy about food that I came up with kind of on a whim while thinking about the sauces episode and it's worked for us so far. So we're going to keep using this as a guide.
1: It's a pretty good, I mean, it's a great framework. Um, We've used this for all of the food episodes so far. So it's pretty natural because I think that it's worked well um, for what we've done. And I think it does kind of give a nice feel for just even for people learning what the color pie is in a different way to maybe kind of apply it or to think about it.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we've kind of, as we're working on this this is slowly evolving a little bit but so here's here's my initial so we're just going to go in in the you know classic Wüberg order so starting with white um white foods i kind of see as things that are for the masses things that are more consistent things that are easier this was when we're talking about sauce, sauces um i think that this is also things that well this all of these well, we talked are about culturally, this
1: for being like For restaurants, it made a lot more sense that it's like you're going to get the same thing every time. There's going to be a consistent
0: Um, thing. Um, I think all of these are going to be culturally specific, but white even more so than others. Because you look at in one culture and, you know, the West and America, ketchup is a very white classic thing. You have that everywhere. It's it's consistent, even though there is variation. The variation tends to be smaller you know, you sit down at a restaurant and you ask for ketchup, you know what you're getting. But that is not necessarily true everywhere. But you go, you know, there, there's places where different sauces, different condiments are kind of their go-to. They're, this is on the table at all the restaurants that you walk into.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if, like, if you're getting fish and chips in England, you're going to get malt vinegar, and malt vinegar is going to probably be malt vinegar.
0: Yeah, and so that, in that context, that is a much more white Thing. So I think that's a little more context specific when we get into this. There's a few that are def- or cultural sp- specific so that when we get into this. There's definitely a few that I'm going to argue for white because of the cultural context where we are coming from. Um, blue are going to be things that are um, lots of pieces to put together. They're a less natural, much more of manufactured um, process to put this together. The flavors and things that you're getting are specifically less natural. They're trying to evoke something that doesn't exist in the natural product. Or you're putting things together in a way where you're kind of hiding the ingredients a little bit. Um it's kind of how I, I saw blue.
1: Yeah, we kind of still this is more kind of like the science approach to it. Um we have talked about some to do with like the knowledge um and the more complicated maybe processes. Yeah. So I would say that blue is still kind of in that area. Um
0: a lot of the more was it gastronomy? Yeah, tactics mm -hmm,
1: are a lot more bluish.
0: mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, presenting something that is known in a different way. Maybe I could say would probably fit into this. That's where that molecular gastronomy comes. So if you get like a garlic foam, it's garlic, but it's not how you're expecting to get garlic.
0: Uh, Black is going to be I I, again talking about initially talking about sauces. I put this as fatty, greasy flavor at all costs. So, you know, when you're talking about sweet things, you're going to probably have that may be a little bit different, maybe more, much more sweet, much more cloying, but it's, it's the, the flavor at all costs. Um, You're not concerned about calories or fat content or yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is similar to red, and I think we're still kind of hashing out where these differences exactly are. red, I think you know is is what tastes best with reckless abandon in sauces. I saw that as more like the hot sauce, the extreme flavors in the moment as opposed to black is is less concerned about the long term longer term consequences of of consumption. Red is a little less concerned about the short term mhm
1: if you burn your tongue off, it's fine, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's red. The natural thing for red has been when we've talked about like, we've talked about this with like things like with sauces, with like chilies and just to make things as hot as could be. But it's also kind of just, you know, it would be just like throwing ingredients together. I would I like, I kind of see it as that way when we were talking about like preparation of meals, might be just like throwing things in without really a lot of forethought into what you were going to do with them. There's a little bit more of a chaos to it if you're looking at it from kind of a food preparation
0: i like that i like that idea that's kind of my my dad's old method of slopping a pot is kind of a red sort of preparation okay
1: yeah maybe yeah it's like i think of it as kind of sometimes being just like what do i have on hand what can i make with it
0: okay and then green is really kind of the opposite of of blue here where it's more natural things fewer total ingredients you want to make a specific natural ingredient shine um
1: so, we talked about like, like mushrooms and ways to eat, like you would use um, something like, I would think of this as like you might use something like well, like MSG to bring out the flavor of meat. But the, the idea behind it, even though it gives you some umami or kind of that, that like, what is that, the fourth or fifth uh, flavor, um, it, it kind of is meant to bring out the flavor of the meat. You're highlighting ingredients, you're highlighting the natural pieces.
0: Yep. and and so some of that is you know a little bit less work you're doing less manufacturing the work that you are doing is trying to hide the work that you're doing to make this natural thing come to the forefront whereas blue you're often doing more work to say look at the work i've done and have done this thing mate is nothing close to what it was before you're trying to do it in a new way and and there's not good or bad these are just different ways to do things and sometimes in blue you're exploring the extreme of what you can do where green is kind of going backwards and going in the other direction
1: yeah and we we had a lot with sauces it was kind of almost when we talk about hybrids it really was almost that simic approach for most of what we talked about not just blue green but really that idea of kind of the science of trying to find new foods and try new foods
0: yeah yeah and it's I don't know when when I put this together in in a weird way it it kind of felt like I had two pairs and then white on its own so like blue black and red really inform each other blue and green really inform each other and then white is kind of the kind of stands on its own sort of thing well and we
1: yeah and we talked about like we talked about the idea too that when it comes to food preparation that Uh, white tends to blend its way in and it's just depending on what you're kind of using it might be because we've talked about like taking ramen that just is packaged ramen with the flavor packet is basically like you would expect to get the same thing every time which is kind of a white base and then you would add you know things to it to make a home because we talked about ways to make like food like to get used to kind of trying foods would be to add something to like your craft mac and cheese Combine it with something or take the things that you just are, you know, you may have on hand, like pancake mix, and you're going to add stuff to it. But the base parts of it, I think, are a lot of times are when you're learning to cook, too, or just they may be the white part. Like you would expect a a box of Annie's mac and cheese is basically going to taste the same every time you make it.
0: All right. And with that out of the way, do we want to start talking about some pies? Let's talk about pies. And I, I say I looked at your show
1: notes, and one of the things that I think is, I think something you put at the end, which I think is really hilarious <laughs> and fascinating, actually almost needs to go at the First. beginning.
0: Then let's do, let's do if it. Do you want to if, open this yeah. up?
1: So the question becomes, and this is kind of that, you know, what is a hot dog? Is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: <laughs> um, how do we define pie? Yeah, that is. That is an important question to define for this. Um, so I I whenever we talk about like definitions of words, I'm kind of of two minds here. So I'm gonna <laughs> take us on a tangent because this is gonna be Alex's talking talk about language for a little bit here. So something about about language, like the whole point of language is to communicate ideas that we have complex emotions and thoughts and concepts. And we use language as a means to bridge that, to express those to each other. I mean, and not even complex things. Sometimes it's real simple stuff too. But language is this bridge to create communication between two or more people. And sometimes one person and themselves. But again, I'm I'm going on a tangent anyway, so I don't need to go on a second tangent. So there's a couple important things here. If the language, if we can't agree on what things mean between us, then we can't, the language isn't doing its job. We can't actually communicate these ideas. So that's why it's important to have rules and definitions. But at the same time, if those rules and definitions are impairing that conversation, it's it's to go a little bit back to what we were talking about last week with categories and dimensions. If the language the rules of the language are putting us in boxes and we can no longer communicate outside of those boxes, um, concepts that don't fit in those boxes, then those rules are what is the problem now. So bringing back to how do we define pi.
1: This gets back to kind of that idea of do we want to be proscriptive or descriptive? And a lot of times these discussions that lead to things like, and, and this is always, it comes up interestingly in psychology when you talk about like, getting to people to define things, like can you define a chair, you know, like it it becomes more and more difficult and you get either more specific to the point where you exclude things or you get too broad and then at that case you're not, you know, then things that would be kind of, this is why I think it always, from a linguistics and a psycholinguistic standpoint, is always interesting because then you get to the fringe things and that's where you kind of look at, well, how do we define it? But in order for us to have a discussion, we need to have some sort of an agreement.
0: Yes, and so I, I, I'm glad we're doing this first. Um, I don't know. I mean, we can we can start by defining things that we're definitely talking about, and then maybe decide what we don't want to talk about and just define it that way. Because there's there's a whole thing in it, and again, like we talk about language, and it there are people who will, as as you say, Hobbes, if you don't if you define it too tightly. Your, your definition doesn't work you define it too loosely then you're including things you're not meaning to and there's conversations that get lost because people are trying to like rules lawyer the language around it too much and it's like that's so you know obviously from our cultural context the word pie is generally talking about uh sweet dessert contained within a crust that is has a slope on the side sometimes has a crust on the top sometimes does not
1: yes so this is so i would say definitely you know, it's, about that. And, it's, and it's usually and so the idea is and this is where we can get into savory pies and the similarities is uh so whereas savory pies maybe are not as consistent in the u.s they are in other cultures and they do still tend to have a crust and then i think the key is that these things tend to have a filling of some sort and the filling can very wide, widely, and we'll talk about that for both sweet and for savory. And the reason I bring up this idea of wh- where this can become difficult is the most famous example. And I'm just going to throw it out there so we can get it out of the way. As host, and either agree or not, is cheesecake. <laughs> so cheesecake is got the word cake
0: in its in its name in its name, right? But its construction is much more pie it's much more pie structured it tends to have a crust um Mm -hmm. usually
1: graham cracker but it doesn't have to be but you know it tends to have a some sort of a crust layer um and it is a filling and the filling is not fluffy and almost like muffin like it is similar to what we would expect out of maybe a cream type pie i mean it's cream cheese basically is the base so you know, that is where we kind of look at this, how these definitions become difficult. That The discussion always gets brought up as cheesecake, a cake or a pie. And where do you fall on that? I'm just curious.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, to to be perfectly honest, most of the time we have these conversations, unlike today, um, most of the time the conversation of cake versus, because this comes up a lot culturally in the US or at least here in Minnesota, you, you get a lot of the, you know, do you prefer Coke or Pepsi? Do you like cake or pie and then like cheesecake is always the person who's the smart ass and it's the third answer. but the thing is is I just do prefer cheesecake and I'll, I'll over all those other options so then um I've never decided i've ultimately i usually just say that the distinction kind of doesn't matter it's it's like the distinction between fruits and vegetables is is really hard to create that line sometimes because again it's there are there are exceptions to just about any rule you can draw and then there's the whole thing about it's it all comes down to government regulations which just is a weird way to define your food
1: well i saw like i i think for for looking at something like that too i think my favorite is the quote about uh kind of like wisdom versus knowledge (laughs) so knowledge is that tomato is a fruit wisdom is not putting it into a fruit salad and I, and I think that with, it's the same sort of thing here that at the end of the day, I think that we err on the side of not being as proscriptive based on kind of everything that we've had to do with our um, in the past when it's come to uh, like our um, the psychographic episode that we just finished up doing. That we tend to like language that lets us have conversations but is, is pretty flexible um, on the whole. So.
0: Okay. So that, all that said Hobbs, cheesecake, cake, or pie. It's a pie. Okay. That's right.
1: To me, it's the crust and it's the style Mm -hmm. of filling to me is, is, is what makes it
0: that way. Mm -hmm. I like that. And, and, um, as, as it happens earlier this morning, while I was working on writing the show notes that we have for this episode, which are a little sparser than normal, but this is a, (laughs) It's the style of episode. We kind of know what we're doing. You're not supposed um, to give that away. Those, I, you know, trade secrets. It's, it's like, okay. It's, a, that's it's like just Patreon between, only content. It's just between you, me and the listeners. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> the I, I was on the, uh, the Wikipedia page for pie. Cause I literally just Googled the word pie. So i I'm like, oh, let's see what comes up. Um, and that's, that's how they define it is, is a crust. And they, de- they define, there's a few different types, but, um, uh, they So there's filled pie, which is a single crust or a bottom crust with the top open, a top crust that is a crust over the top. And then they define a two crust pie has been filled and completely enclosed in a pastry shell.
1: Okay. So I think you put down here the idea of like hot pockets, yeah. pizzas and calzones, because well, we, we, we tend to think sweet. But if we're going to look at savory, I mean, mm-hmm. it's called a pizza pie
0: yes they are defined. yeah that is part of the name but then that's the thing is, is do we want to talk about that in this conversation my leaning is is no but i'm not against it if you have a strong feeling
1: so right i mean so to me this becomes back to you know this is that's way too big of an episode because then we're literally going to have to get into different styles of pizza are we talking yeah. new york versus which, chicago deep
0: to dish be pr- which And then the different ways you do toppings. I mean, that is an entire episode. If we want to just get into that, like I could start talking about Pizza Luce seasonal pizzas because they had a peanut chicken, a Thai peanut chicken pizza several years ago that was just incredible. But like it seems.
1: I think the one thing that is kind of interesting to me is this is where I always tend to also fall on calzones are a pie because of the Mm. fold over and crust with filling inside. And I think that, that when we talk about like hand pies or meat pies,
0: okay you think that's similar that fits idea. There.
1: Yeah. So like yeah, just for the okay. simple part of for me, I would not consider a pizza. But if you now we don't have to, if we talk Chicago style deep dish, well now we're so see, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so my
0: so. my my leaning is is more along the lines of it feels like that is a separate conversation and in the interests of keeping the conversation Focus. concise to a conceptual grouping of foods Mm -hmm. for me pizza calzones hot pockets pockets. (laughs) just just the calzone structure yeah quesadilla um feels like a different conversation or
1: yeah we'll shelf it for now yeah
0: okay so we're gonna
1: basically hit hit sweet pies and then talk some unsavory pies.
0: Yep, and there's a okay. couple things in there, including one that we won't talk about now. We'll keep this as a as a teaser for later. But yeah. something I didn't think of as a pie that I found in that article. It is on the show notes. Cool.
1: I see um, I, I'm fairly sure see I know that what there it is Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll, we'll come back to that. I think it that again conceptually. I think that fits in the same conversation. But so let's let's hit sweet pies because that's okay. Sweet kind pies. of the thing. So. I think the first place to go is is talking about fruit pies. Um I didn't break this list out, but I think that there's the potential to do it. So but I want to start with good old American apple pie, which is literally referred to as um you know, an American tradition and all this stuff. And that's where As wanna, American I, as
1: apple pie. I mean this yeah. is seen as like our dish, I guess. Yeah,
0: I guess. So that's one that I definitely want to say is white, because as I was saying mm-hmm. with the definition of white, it's culturally specific, uh, often about um the quintessentialness, sort of the 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 just this is the thing that everybody knows. And I would say and, that kind of the
1: the so so far I'd say even more so than some of the other ones we've episodes we've done, uh there is I think gonna be a lot of variations even within. Because Apple pie, when you say that, I picture a pie crust on bottom with a crust over the top with apple filling in the middle. However, you can also make like a Dutch crumble where you basically don't have a uh, top layer of crust and instead basically make a crumble with like brown sugar and stuff on top.
0: That's that's fair. And that's that's a little bit of a variation on that. Mm-hmm.
1: I think, And I think there's more variations in pies than some of the stuff we've talked about before. But when you, yeah, when you put fruit pies down here, my first thought was basically white.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a place um, of of white. I think I was because to me, like the fillings,
1: you can always, I mean, this is the whole thing about seasoning and what spices you use. You can, there's variations, but in general, it is a pastry on bottom, usually a pastry on top with filling in the middle. Now you can get, maybe sometimes you don't get the f- crust on top. You might just get like a whipped cream or some sort of a cream on top. Like I'm thinking you could do like strawberry pie. But the idea is the inside is usually like cooked down fruit with some sugar.
0: Yep. And that's, I was also, I wanted to ask you, is there an argument for green in this? In somewhere in there for all of them, for some of them, um, I think these tend to have fewer ingredients. They tend to be about a single or, you know, one or two. You know, you may you may have like a, uh, a strawberry rhubarb where you're talking about two ingredients, but those are both plants directly taken from the plant and put into this dish.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can mix berries and have like a mixed berry pie, but in general, the idea here is that the fruit is supposed to be the star of the pie. Like the crust is there just to, to kind of give... You know, to balance flavors. Uh, some, yeah, some structure. And I think to balance a little bit, you usually get a little bit of saltiness. and um, But so it's there to balance the flavor. So but in general, yes, the point is the fruit itself. So, I mean, there's room for green there. Um, and this is where, you know, almost everything. But to me, of the pies that we were going to talk about, like this seems to be the most kind of just your basic pie.
0: Yep. and and I think along the lines that you were talking about, some other ways to do this. You kind of the without a top crust, you put some cream stuff in there, and as you start to do some of that, you're getting away from some of the green, perhaps. Um, but I, I think at least in base pre- pre- preparation, the idea of here is a fruit pie, two crusted, just one fruit in there, maybe two fruits in there, that that people think of in sort of our culture. That That's definitely white, and there's a strong green component, okay, so let's move
1: to our chocolate different pies. So I brought this up a little bit in the beginning. Um, so the kind of the difference between a French silk and a chocolate cream. so you know uh, we, you have down here next is French silk, um, which is one of my favorite pies, and to me, there is definitely a black element to a good french silk because it is about just richness and flavor yeah.
0: and just about anything you can describe as decadent is mm-hmm. probably has some black element to it
1: maybe mm-hmm. I mean, there's usually not only the there's usually a cream on top of the or like you said the andy's mint foam or i mean a like cream, but there's usually a cream on top of the layer of chocolate mousse uh the chocolate mousse tends to be like a darker chocolate like a richer chocolate not just about the sweetness but, really, that whole full flavor, and if you're getting this, you're not really caring about the <laughs> calorie content
0: yeah and and there's there's sort of a lot of variation in here. Um, I think y- the French silk is the the really quintessential identifiable one, as you say, there's kind of the this this is a more chocolate pudding type thing. Like the Andes mint that I really enjoy is in this uh, this field. Perkins, I know, does a lot of like the peanut butter pie is, is has, has a similar base to the French silk. Um, I think that's also kind of in that black. Do you how do you how much do you, of a blue argument do you think exists here? Mm. I mean, actually, to make a good
1: like mousse involves a lot more technique because you're usually, you know, like this is where, like, mean, if you want to take a joke here, like. This is where I think the separation has become between cream and and like and french silk is french silk might have a bit more blue because the making of a mousse requires you to fold um and if you don't fold properly or you kind of kind of you kind of overmix then you don't end up with a the same type of a mousse filling so there really is the science element Um, so people don't know folding is a way to kind of mix things but you're letting a lot of air in with it so you're doing it in kind of these broad strokes i mean it's always a joke when people see it for the first time like what does folding mean and like it is a it is a technique that is used to get air into your ingredients while mixing them to not overmix them uh and then when it sets up then you get like that really nice fluffiness to it or you get like kind of that it's it's, the te- it's a texture thing so i can easily see a blue for something like that because it is like a, a more of a technique driven okay so
0: yeah but maybe less than than that and some of the other variants in yeah. here that maybe have less less technique to it okay yeah like that so, again, so far
1: the ones that we got and you know when we were only on the second but like there's a lot more technique that i think goes into a good french silk pie than would go into a fruit pie
0: yeah, and this is again, I mean, this is the third episode we've done, but I like this. It's because pie especially now, pies are very different from sauces. And so it's it's kind of helping to flesh this out and to help define our the color, color pies pie, just for food
1: in general. I mean, that's what we've kind of been doing. Yeah. As we're going through this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, then we want to move on to, like, the cream pies. like
1: Yeah, like which I'm not cream. as good at. Yeah, so go ahead.
0: I think, you know, kind of banana cream, coconut cream are a couple that I know of that are, are big here. Um, this is not...
1: Chocolate cream also falls in because it, a lot mm-hmm. of times the banana and the coconut cream are really kind of a pudding-ish type
0: yeah. filling. Yeah, and so what do you think about pudding? I didn't even think of that. So this it
1: feels see <laughs> yeah,
0: you can tell how just how much prep we do beforehand because we want or how yes. little sometimes because we want these organic conversations but it does lead to a few like Pauses. moments where we're sitting here and pausing and thinking about it because
1: well because i feel that there is a red element to like the i don't know like kind of just taking what you have it just seems to be a little bit it's like a quicker way to make two pie. Like you don't, I I feel like pudding setting up, you can do pretty quickly compared to like a mousse. Maybe if you're looking at something like with a a cream filling, like you can make a pudding pretty quick. Um, And to me, it's got like that, you know, like I don't need as many ingredients on. I don't have to have as many ingredients on hand. Most likely. Like I could probably make this with, with like a package of pudding on hand and a crust in the fridge or freezer. Like, I mean, we haven't even gotten into, like, if you buy, if you, like, I mean, all of these, I think, for Red would be, like, and and we do this because it's just so much quicker, is having, like, a pre-made crust on hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, see, and that feels kind of white to me, too, because you're like that. Well, you know what that
1: crust is going to be like each time, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and, it, and
0: it, it sort of kind of flattens the curve of of who can do this and who has the mm-hmm. time to do this, and mm-hmm. it 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 opens it up to the masses a little more.
1: Yeah, I think so too. So and then that's what I so, but I also think that like yeah, the time frame you can just make a cream pie much quicker, I would say, than some of the others. Um, you know, like the prep work that goes into it, like for a fruit pie, there's still a decent amount of prep work because you have to and that's where that green might come in where you talk about the natural ingredients, but you have to like cut down your apples. You have to then boil or like cook them down with sugar. I mean, you don't need to do that for a cream pie, even if it's got bananas in it. Right. Like,
0: Yeah. You just put the pieces of banana right into the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Cause I, I wasn't sure about red. I mean, we'll we'll see as we get down into some of the other stuff, but no, I, I like that as a red option where it's just like, I will, I want a pie but I don't want to wait for a long time. I want the pie now. So the the other way, now as I can get it.
1: The the other way. So like the big joke is my friend used to make an ice cream pie. Oh, Um, okay. And it basically, you just like melt kind of like ice cream and mix it up together to then pour into like a pie um, mold.
0: Okay. So like, so you buy like
1: a pre-made, like an Oreo crust and Mm -hmm. then you like, you just basically get ice cream and like mix it in, and then like you want it like softer so you can make it like a, a round, smooth thing, and then you refreeze it, you know, and like yeah, ice cream pie. And it, like the joke was like it was always very popular wherever we went when he made it, but like prep time and everything was basically like ice cream into a Milton. pre-made pie pie thing. <laughs> it tastes great. Yeah. It's got so it's got that red element of just like flavor that's gonna just hit you, and it's good. It's yep. also very simple to make, and people are just like think that a lot more goes into it than it really does
0: yeah that's uh it's our show so i can take an aside here to to talk about have i ever <laughs> did i ever tell you about mexican lasagna when my dad used to make that
1: i think if, you've mentioned this okay, on the I can't show if we before talked,
0: oh it may be yeah maybe we talked about it in our last episode but like there's a very red element to that because he used to make that at uh, a mexican restaurant around here for their lunch buffet and he said they had a customer who'd come in almost every day and ask for the recipe and it's like we can't give you the right. And I you know they'd kind of do the, oh, you know, trade secret sort of thing. But it was like, really, he can't because it, diff- it changes every day. It's whatever they have. That's what he puts into it. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's, that's good for, for cream pies because um, I really had no idea. So I'm glad you, you, you know, I thought dropped some putting knowledge on us here. It's a, it's a pudding um, knowledge. So let's, let's talk about lemon meringue, which I'm going to come out the gate and say blue strongly argue for blue here because it doesn't feel like any piece of that is natural.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, right? Like, so, well, I mean, so, right, like, you're making a meringue, which is a very different preparation um, of, uh, what, egg whites? Um, and, like, it's it's lemon-flavored, but you would never be like, ah, this is lemon. There's no texture of lemon. There's no... It's a pucker in your mouth with burnt egg on top and it tastes amazing if you like that sort of thing
0: yeah no there's there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong about it um i love the lemon part i was not i'm usually not as big a fan of the meringue actually for a long time my favorite pie i believe it was baker square would do a what they called lemon supreme which was basically just half cheesecake half like the lemon half of the lemon, <laughs> lemon meringue pie and it was it was amazing um but yeah it's it just look at that and i say this is delicious and i know it's delicious this is completely unnatural that blue That just
1: blue yeah i yeah. I, I mean like i don't think that there's much more there there could be some elements of red here because of the sourness mm. like it is okay. made to kind of really be an intense lemon usually yeah. so
0: yeah i could see that especially ones that maybe were made more more sour than others which we'll get into something a little bit later which I didn't even think about Um, because that's the thing, again, when we were first talking about sauces, I thought of like the hot sauce as a quintessential red experience because you're doing that, the extremes. Um, But I didn't think about that in in a sweet context that sour is, is analogous to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. So the next one I'm taking to start with, which is pecan pie, because this is like Jen and I now make, one of these every oh. single Thanksgiving. Okay. This is kind of like the pie that we make, and so um, I am actually going to put it decently in blue. Okay, with an element of probably black. Um, so, and I will say why after you okay. tell me what your well, that initial inhalation was there.
0: I was definitely thinking similar, um, though. I, I my first thought was was definitely black. Um, some of these, my you know thought, especially in the blue-green, is is more a guess because I don't actually know the, how to make these things. So I kind of was guessing blue maybe, but I didn't know how they were made to know if this was more on the blue side. But when you make a pie and you're like, yeah, so I have crust, I have candied nuts on top, and then the rest of the pie is just caramel.
1: Well, so, so oh. actually, so a pecan pie basically – That feels um, black. That, that And I would say that it definitely is, but so – like when we make this, there's just elements to it because we toast pecans first. Now we mm-hmm. make a, bur- we make bourbon pecan pie. So <laughs> we toast them in bourbon, but it's like bourbon with spices, including like, there's usually like a, a paprika or some sort of a chili that you're using alongside. Cause you want to give the pecans a kick now, but we also, we chop up the pecans and we mix it in. So the, the best part about this is like, this is one of those cultural things Um most people make this with like cornstarch, so I think of this set as oh, that almost like very unnatural. I mean, it's like a very sweet manufactured thing. Um, we like to use uh, what's called Lyle's golden syrup, which is a like ingredient that is from that is in England, and it is less sweet than corn syrup, but it's kind of a similarish consistency. Like you said, you're kind of making like a caramel sauce, or you're kind of making like this like sugary sweet sauce that has a weird consistency to it. it is not what you're necessarily expecting and then we chop up most of our pecans and it's mixed in with that and then we layer pecans like on the top is like decoration so i do think of this as being like very decadent in that black sense like you don't eat a big piece like i eat a big piece of apple pie <laughs> when i have apple apple pie right like yeah it's 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 large um if i'm going to eat a bourbon pecan it is with slivers like it's a small slice usually uh and so that's where i got like kind of the the black to come in there but the blue to me is just you know it's there's toasting it so you're kind of you're cooking it in bourbon you're adding spices to the nuts themselves uh, mm-hmm. so like you're using like i think like usually some what is it like i think we put cumin and a little bit of paprika and you know you're kind of adding in those two the, the pecans and it's not just to enhance the pecan flavor it's to put flavor into it yeah uh in a very yeah and like you said the the middle piece is a very sugary molassesy kind of like you said it's like a syrup mm-hmm. so to me that kind of yeah i'm gonna go blue black i'm
0: i really okay. am i right. like cool because i said i don't know much about the production of some of these but that pie definitely feels decadent i remember the the first time i actually like for a long time i was i'm kind of a eh? I'm most in nuts. I was like, eh, pecans are okay. But then when I discovered it was basically just a thick caramel sort of, not quite the caramel stickiness, but caramel flavored like filling in the middle. It's just like, oh, this is just a slab of candy. Like, okay, I can get on board with that.
1: Yeah. Like I said, that's, and that's like, it's like yeah. So if anybody ever wants to make it though, it is worth if you can find a good deal you can usually get it at like a, a grocery store lyle's golden syrup we actually literally went to the dollar store in england called Poundland and pound <laughs> and pound uh not, was it pound town because we kept making jokes about that but um we we like bought jars of this because in the u.s there's always kind of a markup on it but it's just it is a white ingredient i would say in the uk compared to the u.s like this is where i think of kind of those different preparations for it in the u.s corn syrup like caro's corn syrup Uh is like a white ingredient and using something that's a little bit you know like this lyle's golden syrup it's much more of like a caramelized but in england you'd find it in the dollar store right like we brought tins back here they charge us eight bucks for it um so I kind of think of that the differences for what you're using is maybe a base.
0: Okay. Well then do we want to talk about, you know, maybe the other Mm. American tradition Mm -hmm. pumpkin pie? Yes. Despite the fact that the next pie is, is like based on a ingredient found only here, but we'll get to that in a second. So pumpkin pie, um, I don't know. I, I'm really torn. Maybe this is more semic <laughs> because there's definitely pumpkin to it, but there's also a lot of other flavor. And often the, the other flavoring, all the seasonings is what people, you know, the pumpkin spice, quote unquote mm-hmm. thing, that doesn't yes. actually taste like pumpkin. It's yeah. because we identify what's at cloves, um, nutmeg, cinnamon. I have no idea what i know there's at least one more um but we like identify that grouping of spices as pumpkin flavored because that's the flavor that we get out of the actual pumpkin pie so it's
1: cinnamon nutmeg ginger and cloves and that is you can buy pumpkin spice spice like as if you go to like a spice store they sell it in a jar and it's pumpkin spice and um I think that you're right. So it's really funny that you went that direction because that's what I was going to bring up was that, you know, if you I, the first time I ever made a pumpkin beer, <laughs> all of a sudden when I looked up recipes, there was half the recipes didn't actually use pumpkin for like the fermentables. That was what I had thought. But I was like, well, how else are you going to get that pumpkin flavor? And realized that it was the spices that were showing up. And that's what really is, is associated with it. Um, and I would say too, that this is one of those ones that's kind of... Uh, It could be a matter of the spices aside, if you actually use like a can pumpkin, like that's already kind of that comes broken down or if you like break down your own pumpkins and make it. And I do think there's a difference in flavor uh, there. So most of us kind of see, you know, around Halloween time and Thanksgiving, you see kind of the cans of pumpkin filling and it's already ready to go mixed in versus if you buy like a pumpkin pie pumpkin, there's actually ones that are called pumpkin pie pumpkins and break it down yourself, there's probably a lot more that goes into that version of pumpkin
0: pie. yeah, and would you say that may be a difference between a white and a green preparation maybe okay which is interesting. So how do you feel about my initial initial thought of this as more of a simic?
1: I actually really liked that because this okay. is a is this is a pie that, as you said, I think people think of it as being the pumpkin that's giving the flavor when it's not like a pumpkin is often it's it's like more of the consistency pumpkin itself i think is a pretty natural neutral flavor and the spices are the ones that we've come to associate because of a lot of things to it um and i would say that simic fits in very well because it, and like i said i also think that making it from like scratch probably makes kicks that side up a little more. The simic and side I, a bit more. But yeah, yeah, I mean either way, I still think I mean, it's kind of that simic.
0: Yeah, and I guess yeah. culturally there's some argument for white at least in the US. Um outside of apple pie, it's also kind of the quintessential American pie. I've been watching yeah. as a, another random aside cuz that's what we do here. Um <laughs> we have a topic and a bunch of asides. <laughs> uh, I found a a YouTube channel that is I think they call I think it's called the Tri channel, but it's it's just A group of Irish people like try different food and a lot of it is from the US. I mean, they have some stuff from Canada and some stuff from different parts of Asia and things too. But um, I've mostly been watching the American ones because I just think it's really funny when they try really sugary American cereals, and every time, like every episode they do that, at least one person goes, You feed this to children in the morning? And is just like horrified. (laughs) And it's it just makes me grin every time because I mean it's true, we do. Um but so like they did an episode where they were, they were talking about pumpkin pie. Cause this is an American pie. So they did American pies and this was one of the like three or four.
1: Okay. So the next one is.
0: <laughs> I,
1: I'm going to go with it.
0: Yeah. When I tease slightly.
1: Yeah. I, which is great. Cause I do love the idea. Oh man. You go ahead. Cause this is.
0: Okay. Just... So key lime, <clears throat> key lime pie. Key lime pie. Key lime pie. Which it took me a long time. Cause I was like, it's just limes. And then I, it, I don't know how long it took me into my adulthood to realize that a Key Lime is actually a very different taste mm-hmm. from a Lime Lime. Because mm-hmm. those are from the Florida Keys, which is where they get the name. Um, I want to say this is, is really, this feels like a variation of the cream pies. It's more of a cream pie type thing. But it's, it, I think it's more green than those because it is highlighting the flavor of this very specific regional fruit.
1: Yes. So the reason I'm laughing is because there is like an entire episode of the show Dexter (laughs) where, um, so I'm not going to spoil too much, but if you've never seen Dexter, but basically there's an entire episode where somebody that uh, works with Dexter that he is friends with um, wants like a key lime pie and he keeps bringing them because of how much variation there is within key lime pie is kind of a, a thing like this is something that i believe that there is tons of variations and like a lot of like how to get a good key lime pie is like very much like you said i would say this is green and it is also from my understanding like there is a wide variety here in how key lime pies are made and how good they are so but it just when i saw it on there just like (laughs) it just always reminds me of the show dexter
0: okay so yeah yeah Okay, so that is what I had on my list for sweet pies. Do you have anything to add to that list, or do you want to move uh, on?:
1: No, I think that would be, a, yeah, that would be a good time to move on to savory pies. And you know, uh, yeah, like I said, I think that we don't think of these as much in America, and what's funny is, my favorite with the names on it, I wouldn't even consider a pie by our initial definition.
0: Mm-hmm. which was also part of the, the conversation or to have, I have that on the list, but there's a question mark next to it.
1: Uh, you have a question mark to it. next to
0: a lot of, things I, I got a little question mark happy by the end. But... Well,
1: cause so you have on here a shepherd's pie and, uh, this is one of my favorite things to make. Um, because this is, it's like my childhood. My grandmother is from the UK and I grew up eating shepherd's pie. Um, and we've, I mean, I actually believe shepherd's pie was one of the foods I talked about in our episode about cooking um, and using the color pie for that. So I saw it and I was like, right, it is called a pie. And it has – so like it's got layers to it Mm -hmm. and it's a meat layer with a potato layer and then usually cheese kind of on top. So like – it doesn't have a bottom crust and everything we've talked about kind of to so far has had a bottom slash side crust maybe not a top crust yeah but this kind of does have the potatoes do serve as a crust to the meat like like you the idea is you want to get them crispy even on the very top of the potatoes right Mm -hmm. like um so i've started doing this more because i grew up with my grandmother probably didn't do as much of the broiling but like i like using a fork to get like ridges in it. So you can broil the top and get a nice crisp layer to it so that it is kind of like a crust of something you're biting down into.
0: Yeah. But yeah. And, and there are, I think it probably fits more in a discussion with other types of foods. Um, Your, your, your casseroles, your hot dishes um, as a preview for our, I mean, not a preview, but, but we had a very <laughs> short discussion about uh, tater tot hot dish on our discord this week because I had some and decided to talk about it. Very Minnesotan thing. Um, just similar in concept. And I was curious, I didn't get your reaction to that when I, when I compared it to shepherd's pie. Um,
1: I, it is very similar to me to shepherd's okay. pie.
0: Now, oh
1: man. Except,
0: so for those, like, if, yeah, for those who who are not, like native to Minnesotans or, or familiar with this tater tot hot dish is generally ground beef and cream of mushroom soup mixed with some vegetables, like which ones you're supposed to use is a matter of contention and personal choice, really. Um, then you mix in some tater tots, you put it in, and then you layer tater tots on top and you bake it similar to a shepherd's pie. the, the, the point is to have those tater tots on the top, provide a crisp, Usually like some cheese or some like stuff that is too, I mean. that actually is controversial. OK, well, whether you use cheese or not, some okay, people so, will be insulted if you use cheese. Wow. That feels very weird for
1: the Midwest to not want you to put cheese on something. But what I was going to say is the difficult part there is the cream of mushroom soup to me almost makes the meat layer to be more like a pot pie. Mm hmm versus a shepherd's pie which is more of just like a gravy based.
0: Yeah, and that's fair. And and that's my my comparison was was less but more like you're saying kind of like a layer of
1: meat with yeah.
0: yeah. conceptually it's it's you're using similar ingredients and layers i mean it's not going to be the same obviously in 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 a traditional shepherd's pie it's it's what lamb
1: it's lamb yeah Um, It's the idea of being what you have it's a shepherd um
0: pie right so yeah yeah and you know you don't put the cream of mushroom soup that's a very minnesota thing (laughs) or maybe i guess a little uh, more
1: yeah i mean it's more of like a pot pie and that's where i kind of we're seeing the differences here like um So meat pies in general and pot pies do have the crust on either side. Yes. And so to me shepherd's pie is the only one that you had the question mark next to that i actually thought was a question because meat yeah. pies and pot pies to me are 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 pies yes yeah. those in those, the same way that calzones are
0: to be honest the meat pies and we didn't talk about this at all beforehand as you listeners are now finding out um or is this obvious um the meat pie question mark was a different was a question mark of more did we want to include the meats because it's you know that's followed by the how do we define pie so it's like that was a conversation to have the, the meat pie that it was, do we do the savory versus sweet or do we talk about just the sweet? And so, yeah, well, I have I got to fully admit when, when you first
1: pitched that we were going to do this, I was totally mm-hmm. expecting only sweet. And then all of a yeah. sudden it just, it occurred to me. And that's why I think that defining a pie mm-hmm. was great to do up front. And we're not really doing yeah. as much with the the savory ones because I think there's just,
0: well, culturally we just don't have as much exposure because I couldn't tell you what meat pie. I I know that meat pies exist and I know because of uh oh I can't taskmaster a, a a British comedy show that I've seen on YouTube I know that there are like quintessential meat pies but I couldn't tell you what any of them are because that culturally is not a thing that we really have the closest I know of are pot pies which again for me it's it's a thing that kind of exists culturally I know they exist but for the most part what I think of as a pot pie are the 90 or like 65 cent banquet pot pies you get in the freezer section at the uh grocery store because that's what i grew up with because that was how you know my parents could feed three kids was we buy these cheap little pot pies and we all got our own little pie and we got to pick what flavors we liked
1: i mean even to the point too that like we called them meat pies but i think generally what we call like a meat hand pie is also called a pasty
0: Mm. um
1: so yeah you know, yeah. this is also, this, see, once again, we could completely go to a different thing, which is kind of this idea of, like, um, like pudding in, mm-hmm. in the UK doesn't necessarily mean a sweet dish either. So you could have, like, Yorkshire pudding, which is a flour mixture that you use in the, like, uh that, like, that you have alongside. That's, like, one of those things that would be, like, impossible, I think, for me to describe on the show. If you've ever had Yorkshire pudding, it is not a pudding in any sense of the word of what we would think of as a pudding. It's kind of like a popover. Yeah, I think that's because I made them for Jen, and that was the closest thing. It's like a, it's like a popover. It's similar. Okay. So, but once again, it's a, it's a pudding, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah, I would say that. You know, and the last thing that we can cover here, I think, was your other one that you
0: didn't have a question mark next to. No, that one I felt very confident about. Yeah. <laughs> and that's quiche. Which I didn't even think about until I was reading this Wikipedia article, yeah, and and literally like it's talking about ingredients for savory pies, and and it just like you know casually lists eggs and cheese as one, and then it prints these quiche, and then you go to the page that has quiche, and it's like, I didn't, I, it never would have occurred to me to classify quiche as a pie, yeah, but it fits the classifications,
1: it fits that it as well, yeah. yeah, and and I mean like I said, I don't think there's any really debate there, and I think that quiche. To me, then, is probably like I have it as probably base green
0: mm-hmm. and maybe sense.
1: black. Because yeah. I also think of quiche is like you don't necessarily eat a huge. I mean, like you eat it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you know, a lot of the times, not not all the time, but a lot of times, you're doing quiche. It's you're not doing just simple eggs and cheese, and you're done. You're you're putting some more things in there. I've seen them as, you know, massive breakfast omelets in a pie crust before sometimes. And those are definitely more in the black direction. I think when you start to throw in sausage and bacon and, you know, whatever other greasy thing you can think of <sighs> for breakfast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now I want a quiche. So, yeah. So we covered, I think, pretty well. I mean, we, we covered the color pie of pies. And I do like that. We're really finding that the even our own classification system using the color pie as a framework is is evolving, as just like the color pie has. So I appreciate that we are revisiting this every so often and obviously discussing food.
0: Yeah, I mean, and a, and a big shout out to Zach again. Like this was a, an episode idea he gave us over a year ago. Yeah. A year ago. And we've gotten three episodes out of it. I know we'll do more. Of this I really <laughs> enjoyed, because hey, as you say, it's fun to just talk about food, but also it's it's it gives us a way to conceptualize, to take the, you know, the concepts of the color pie and to apply it to something much more within our wheelhouse, something much more actionable and physical that we know about and can kind of Really go back and forth about, and it it also get, allows us to have these conversations to kind of hash that out too. Suggest something, maybe go back a little bit, to go in a different direction, and to develop just the ideas of you know the, the color pie of food,
1: yeah, and our cooking,
0: own,
1: yeah, <laughs> and cooking our own taxonomy for you know one of the overlaps in hobbies and and interests that you and I both have.
0: Yeah, and it's it's always fun when we can kind of have those conversations. And share those conversations, too.
1: And that's our show for today. You can find the hosts on Twitter. HobbsQ can be found at HobbsQ, and Alex Newman can be found at Mel underscore Chronicle. Send any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to at Pod on Twitter, or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support your friendly neighborhood gobsmode, the cast can be found at Patreon.com slash Pod. Opening and closing music by Vindergotten, who can be found on Twitter at Vindergotten or online at Vindergotten.Bandcamp.com. Logo art by Steven Raphael, who can be found on Twitter at Steve raphael. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Borthos content, as well as magic content of all kinds. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you all for listening, and remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.